What is up, people? Jean Carlos here with the Total Body Training Podcast, where I help people get lean, gain muscle, and build confidence. And this is my friend, Julia Hamilton. Say hey, Julia. Hey, guys. How's it going? So, Julia is a strong woman competitor, and she focuses on body positivity. If you're not already following her, you should definitely hop on Instagram and take a look at her page. She is kicking ass on there. Take a look. Also, she recently just won the Rodney Coleman Classic, which is really dope and badass. We're going to get to that. And the reason that we have Julia here today is because she has a really interesting story. She's been a lot, she's been through a lot in her life. And based on what I've known about Julia, what I'm starting to know is that strength training has really helped improve the way that she feels about her body and the way that she deals with her own mind and her psychology. So it's done wonders for her. And I think that's something that more people need to know about because working out isn't just about, you know, dropping down to a size zero. If that's what you want to do, that's not necessarily bad, but it's not just about that. It's about you finding something that's going to help you feel like you're the strongest and best version of yourself. And I would say that Julia definitely embodies that. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Yeah. Oh, uh, before we get started, today's episode of the Total Body Training Podcast is brought to you by, let's go ahead and do carbs again. Ooh. Carbs. All right. So what is your favorite carb? It can be any kind of carb. It does not My have to be. My yeah, go-to go carb is anything potatoes. Okay. All right. French fries, spuds yeah. mashed potatoes like just starch it up mm, <laughs> i'm yeah, all for it yeah okay yeah. all right so i can get down some mashed potatoes oh yeah time. all day long yeah, like feeling... if i go to the buffet yeah. it's a plate of potatoes <laughs> you know like you can't go wrong a little bit of butter on there yeah salt, <laughs> yeah, yeah. salt and pepper yeah just a little bit <laughs> yeah good awesome good deal all right so if any mashed potatoes companies are uh, sponsoring let me know please <laughs> i bet we could find somebody a mashed potato company to, to sponsor a strong woman or something God, that i'm I mean, honestly, all of us love potatoes, and half of yeah. us call ourselves potatoes. So let's get it. Yeah, yeah, mashed potato people, we need to get on this. Yeah. Uh, well, if if you're watching, people of mashed potatoes, send us a message. We'll set something up. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So, Julia, let's start kind of like at the beginning with your life because you know you definitely have had quite an interesting story, yeah. and it's something that I think a lot of women and men can really learn from. So, when did you you first start getting into exercise what was your experience um I mean I've always been into some kind of sports or something from yeah. a very very young age my mom started me in soccer at like five so I've always been an athlete of some type and growing up I was you know in soccer and then I played softball bounced around you know to basketball and um you know, I hit a point in middle school where I wanted to kind of do something a little different. And so then I wrestled. And it was at a time where, like, girls didn't wrestle. Yeah. I had to wrestle boys. So it was like it kind of started that journey of, like, going outside the box for what I wanted to do for exercise and fitness and stuff like that. Um, fell off from injuries. And then, you know, it was like my doctor was like, no more sports. So then I got really lost and was like, what the hell do I do now? I don't want to just go run on a treadmill. Um, and at the time, like weights was like, a no, it's not happening. And it took me a few years to get back to it. But I would say around 20 years old, 21, um, I, with my ex, like, got introduced into weightlifting and the gym, and it just, it took off from there. Yeah. Because it, it kind of, like, I finally found that piece and got over that hump 
of like, okay, it's okay. But I've always been active somehow my whole life. Okay. And so, you know, you said you, you, you got over the hump. What are you mm-hmm. referring to? What exactly do you mean? So that hump of like, in my mind, when I was younger, I didn't want to be the beast. I didn't want to be manly. I didn't want to be, you know, the yeah. typical misconceptions that so many women have that if you lift weights or if you do any type of strength training, you're going to turn into this she Hulk, super ripped yeah. bodybuilding, you know, extreme bodybuilding image that so many of us for some reason have stuck in our head, yeah. um, you know, that it's going to be unattractive or that, you know, guys aren't going to want to date you or girls aren't going to want to date you or whatever whatever, you know, your cup of tea is that somebody's not going to find it attractive. Yes. And, um, you know, I had that same, that same thing, but it was also that I was already bigger than everybody else. I was already stronger. I was already built so much differently than everybody else that I was scared to kind of take that even further. And so it was getting past that hump of like, no, this is actually something that's going to be really good for you. And, um, You know, it just took some help, like being shown that and being shown why it was different and why it was going to be a really good thing. It was learning more about it that really just changed my perspective on it. Yeah. And so did that kind of come to you in waves, like like realizing that you had those kinds of feelings about your body and then kind of changing that or. Um, Yeah, because I would say even when I was younger, like I felt like I was really confident and like I did still own it. And, you know, I was like the person that was friends with everybody and it was never really too much of an issue. A lot of the things that I. I had was my own thoughts like I've always had bigger hands like my hands are bare paws yeah and so it was like things like that where I was like having insecurity about it but then it was like where did that even come from nobody really said anything about it or maybe there was one comment one time but it was like I held on to that one comment instead of hearing everything else that was good and um it did it took time for me to kind of like sit back and relax and be like you know reflect and say where did this come from where did this idea or this feeling about myself come from like because it wasn't always there um and then i had to realize that it was it was was that one negative comment or those maybe like two where it was just like that one and i would just grab it and just run with it and i wouldn't think about all the other good stuff around yes, it instead yeah. um and i think a lot of us often do that because those negative comments have such an impact you know if you tell one person something negative about themselves it takes like i think it's something like seven compliments to erase that yes you know and <laughs> You know, it's one of those. So it's like if you're hearing that one time, but then nobody ever says anything good about it, you just hold on to that. Right. And you just let it grow and grow and grow and grow. And those have a very vicious way of growing like ivy and just taking over. Mm -hmm. And um, so it, it was that it was taking a minute to really sit down with myself reflect and then pay myself compliments in a way, you know, where it was like, why do I need to have other people say this? Why do I need to have other people think this or feel this? Like I need to feel this. It has to be about me. And I really had to turn it internally. And that made a huge difference. That's, that's really awesome that you had that kind of internal dialogue with yourself mm-hmm. because so many people run around never thinking about why they feel the negative or the positive yeah. things that they feel about themselves. Like a lot of people don't even really do a lot of introspective work. Yes, definitely. And so they, you know, that's power to you. <laughs> Did you read any kind of literature or anything that helped you with that? Because I know you had said um, that you were in sociology yeah. and like being in those kinds of degrees. <clears throat> you get exposed to certain kind of literature. Absolutely. Is there anything specific? Um, not like specific that I can think of. I think really the big ones that hit for me was when I was in uh, sexuality and gender classes. Yes. yes. Huge for me because, you know, I dealt with 
sexuality stuff where it was like you know I like everybody but like that's not right you're not supposed yeah, to feel that yeah. way type of thing you know and I struggled with that for a long time and even um not so much like my gender like I definitely very much know like I'm a woman and I feel that way but I do have some very masculine tendencies mm -hmm. and that was a struggle that was what I had to realize you know when we talked about that in class and we discussed that and we you know discussed the spectrum of femininity to masculinity and how all of us kind of play yes. over the whole spectrum and kind of bounce back and forth on different things that was when it kind of clicked and I looked deeper into that at that point um, I think that's when I started really looking more into gender roles and gender norms and the you know just the societal standards of it and why I felt the way I did about you know being really strong because women aren't supposed to be strong you know we're supposed to be fragile and delicate and nurturing and you know all the kind of softer things in life and I wasn't soft about a lot of things. So that was where I kind of struggled. And it was once I got into those classes and then I just kind of ran with that area of focus in sociology too. Yeah. So, so we studied that, you know, as I said, mm -hmm. I studied a good bit of that. And so we did things like we would, one of our assignments was to go to Toys R Us, which yeah. is now going under. Um, but <laughs> we went to Toys R Us and we looked at like the boys toys versus the girls toys yeah. and like little things like the fact that like boys action figures, like at the time, like the X-Men action figures mm -hmm. had full mobility. Oh, so yeah. you can move their arms and you can move their torso, but the female characters from the X-Men didn't. Like this. Yeah. yeah, they're all That's stiff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, I, I doubt that the, 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 the people who made it thought that. But what it does say, what that implies is that if they hadn't thought about making that action figure that way, yeah. that it's built into how we for, how we see women. Oh, absolutely. Well, even just to the, the extent of, you know, the boys have building tools yes. and toys yes. and they have, you know, the science kits and all those kind of things and a lot of stuff to build and be hands on with. And the girls have the cooking sets and food yeah. and, you know, like, oh, here's your little baby doll and stuff. So, I mean, they do like, I mean, we're prescribed from the time we're born, you know, the roles that we're supposed to do. And it has nothing to do with the person you really want to develop into or are going to. Yeah. And it can put somebody into a quandary, <laughs> you know, about like yeah. themselves if they feel Feel like they want to do something that's different mm -hmm. you know absolutely and, and i would say it's definitely harder for a woman to break out of that it's almost like a man can kind of do all of that but for a woman it's a little bit harder there's more societal pressures wouldn't you say i think in some ways definitely yeah. i think well for men i mean it's still hard for men too because even men have to hold this mask of like you're tough and you're this so i think really we both definitely have struggles that I can't really say that you can kind of say one's harder than the other because even for a man some of them might just feel like the world's waiting on their shoulders and they can't really you know they gotta tough it out is always the thing for men you gotta tough it out deal with it tough it out yeah and I think women in the sense is like yeah you're always supposed to be soft and we still have to tough it out too so it's just kind of finding that that thing that's why I say it's got to be about yourself because all of us are dealing with something different. All of us are wearing some kind of different disguise to try and fit in or try yeah. and fit that box that we're prescribed. For sure. And then um, I think it's just as hard for anybody to break out of it, really. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah I it's, would definitely. It's it's just it's hard, especially when you're fearing like, what's is there going to be backlash? Are people going to say things? Like, I don't want to deal with that too. On top of what I'm already feeling, so I think it's just it's hard. Period. So you know that being said, like mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you've had to face? You know, um, what are the things that people have said? 
Is that uh, okay? No, yeah. Um, so I've definitely had people that talk about the weight, you know, like, well, because I'm very open about it. I'm like, yeah, I weigh, right now I weigh 290 pounds. And yeah. I'm 5'10", you know, and a lot of people just run with the 290 and don't think about how much muscle I have. They don't think about the bone density that I have. Um, and a lot of people don't know anything about that because that's not something you're taught in health, no, you know, through no. school or whatever. You're taught about BMI, which we all know that's the worst thing in the world. Bullshit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> BMI is trash. Yeah, yeah. Don't go for it. Um, you know, but it was hard because it's hard to get through to people on that sometimes. So when I'm really open, I'm like, yeah, I'm 290, I'm 5'10", like this is okay. And then you get the people that are like, well, shouldn't you lose some weight? Why are you so focused on getting stronger instead of dropping weight? You know, and it's just, there's people that do run with that. And I've had people that, uh, one of my videos once got posted on like a bodybuilding page or something like that. I didn't even know a friend told me about it. And I went on there cause I was like, Hey, like if you're going to post my video, can you at least tag me? Um, but then I was reading through the comments and where a lot of them were really good, really positive. Like, yo, like she's putting in work, like good for her. You know, I went and looked at her page. She's lost a lot of weight. There was also those people that were like, cause I also had on just leggings and a sports bra. Yeah. Yeah. So of course like the jiggly bits, you know, were showing. And, um, there was people that are just like, that's disgusting. Just put on some clothes until you lose more weight. Like wait till you tone up more until, and I'm like, and also toning is like a total fucking joke. Like yeah. that one too kills me. You know, don't you just want to tone up? And I'm like, no, nah, I want to like get as strong as possible. But you what, know, I have what dealt is with those. toning? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, it's, it's... you can't have, you can't tone unless you have muscles Yeah. because it's muscle tone and it's like people don't people don't get those things because they run with one thing that they see in you know a fitness magazine or a fitness page and that just shows like oh how to get your muscles you know how to get your arms nice and tone nobody knows that to have the tone you gotta you got strength train yeah <laughs> you gotta do something with those muscles yeah, to make them pop strength because strength training has been demonized it has because it's been associated with being masculine yes you know, absolutely like, yeah that's one of the things that i love right now seeing the shift that's happening where women are like fuck no like this is amazing for us and there's more women stepping forward and more women embracing it and then you get more women that are like oh well if she's doing that and look at how she's looking you know it's it's been changing the perspective and i think that's one thing that social media has been amazing for yeah is getting it out there for yeah. sure yeah it's it, the, the prevalence of like women jumping into like powerlifting and strong oh, yeah. training is like just huge right yeah, now i would say amazing. that's where it's at like, yeah without a doubt like i have um people that have reached out and they're just like it's so amazing to finally see somebody that looks like me that I can relate to, you know, doing things that I never imagined were possible, you know? And, um, I think that's one thing that's made me be so forward with the stuff I share and just kind of putting all of it out there is because when I was that age or when I was younger, I didn't have that. It was me and there was nobody else that looked like me. There was nobody else that was like interested in the things I was. So it was really hard because it just felt like a constant struggle to not have somebody to look up to, whether it was a neighbor, a friend, you know, somebody in media or somebody famous. Like I, I felt like I had nobody to look up to, nobody I felt like 
I was the only one in the world that was dealing with this. Yeah. And I think now social media has done such an amazing job to put it out there that like, no, there's a ton of us that are from all different walks of life, shapes, sizes, colors, you know, everything. And mm -hmm. like, there's somebody mm -hmm. else out there that you can relate to. Yeah. And this is all super recent. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like Absolutely. this is all within, I'd say the like, last eight to 10 years. Oh, yeah. oh, you yeah. see that because when I was first lifting, I mean, we wouldn't have seen someone like you even mm -hmm. in the media yeah, um, who has your physique. It wouldn't have been something that people wanted to focus on yeah. and glorify, but now that's really changing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I mean, I've seen that you've called people out on social oh, media yeah. <laughs> for being rude to other mm -hmm. people. You know, is that kind of like your way of standing up for things that happened to you in the past and standing up for other people who might not know how to express themselves or... I, I think in a way, yeah, yeah, because for so long I felt kind of like maybe I didn't really have that voice to yeah. stand up and be like, no, this is what I love. This is what I want. And I when I see that people, when I see people feeling like they don't have their voice or what, even more so when I see people trying to steal somebody else's voice and like hush them. Yes. That I like I'll in a heartbeat. Like what, I have the platform um, of where, you know, somebody you can see where somebody's starting to love themselves or they're yeah. starting to try something new and really embrace it and then someone just comes in and tries to like slam uh, kind of just like essentially just shit all over yeah, the parade just haters. like just boom yes you know? yes yes and they take it and they run with it because they haven't they're still starting so they haven't gained essentially that backbone to be like bye yeah like, get out of my bubble let me do my thing um so it's almost essentially like kind of looking out for the little guy type of feeling where, you know, I see these people that are just starting, just blossoming, just kind of learning and growing. And if I can do anything to help them be like, no, keep going, do not let that deter you. Yes. Um, and if that takes me being like, yo, this, you know, terrible person, ignore what they're saying, you know, girl, do your thing and then push them out there into a little bit of a spotlight. That's like, no, let me show you that other people are going to be really appreciative of what you're doing. Yeah. Like there's other people watching that are like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like keep going. You have to find your tribe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. That's the biggest thing. And you know, I have the tribe. So if I can help other people even just get a, a, a feel like a small taste or feeling of that, I'm all for it. Yeah. It's like the amount of gross intolerance that some people have for somebody who's doing something different than them. Yeah, is this really annoying it's no, so annoying it's, yeah. oh yeah it drives me nuts because i'm like just let people do their thing you know like they're happy they're not hurting anybody if it's not your cup of tea that's fine yeah you know go have your shot of whiskey over there it's all right do your thing or like the audacity of somebody to think that maybe they don't have the full knowledge to understand yes. what and why someone else someone exactly. is doing what they're oh, doing that's, um, oh that's like my sometimes pet peeve. yeah oh, it's <laughs> oh my god just listen just, yeah. just just hear somebody else's story it's not about you motherfucker it's about that person and their own like personal like dream and goals yeah, like who absolutely. gives a shit if you think that that person should be doing it differently or oh blah, yeah blah, blah, it drives blah. me fucking yeah. crazy because instead of being like hey like i was just curious you know why are you doing this this way or like have you ever thought about doing this well no you know it's like ask a question to understand yeah to listen and understand not just to ask the fucking question to make a person feel like they're wrong yes you know and you. that's what everybody wants to do all the time yes because you know? everybody's a fitness expert because they read the bodybuilding article <laughs> yeah and like everybody, yeah, uh, or, yeah. Oh, well i read one book and i'm like that's fucking great i've read like this 50 and i've learned from these people that have been doing it for 20 years yeah. and i've done this and i've done that and i ask every fucking question in the book all the time. Like I'm, it's a constant thing that you're always learning, you know? So if you've just read one thing and then all of a sudden you're sticking to that for life, 
well, fuck off. You really don't know that much. No, no, you really don't. And mm-hmm. I think it just, it's so arrogant to, yes. to think that you do. Yeah. Oh man. So you're constantly like learning new ways oh, to yeah, think about always, like training and always. training methodologies yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, I love looking at different aspects because there's a lot of crossover stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not just, you can't just do one thing and one thing only. You know, there's times where you need smaller movements or you need accessory work. And like, I was a big person where I was like, I'm going to do the big lifts and the stuff that makes me feel badass and like screw the accessory work. Uh, But then I like, I hit a plateau and I wasn't going anywhere. And then finally I listened to somebody finally that was like, Hey, like maybe try this. I know that you love this stuff, but it was also because it was a person that came from a standpoint of like, I know that you love this and I understand why. But can I just make a suggestion and you look into this and let me explain why this would be good for you? You know, so then I actually heard him. It wasn't just like, you need to fucking do this. It was, hey, let me show you something new and teach you something new. And I'm like, I'm, a, I'm the person like I love learning stuff. So when I got approached that way, I was like, oh, OK. Cool. I'll yeah, hear you out. Because you weren't being shut down right yes. before you, you know, you weren't being told you were wrong from the get-go. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah so, and so it just changed everything. And I was like, okay, I'll hear you out. And then it like opened my eyes to that too. You know, so it's, I think it's all about approach too. That's the biggest thing. Cause I'm like, I'm fine if people approach me. I'm fine if people want to ask, you know, like, hey, I'm just curious, like, you know, is weight loss still a focus? Weight loss at, at one point was a huge focus for me. So when people are asking, like, is it still a priority? Are you still looking at this too? Do you care about it anymore? Those questions I'm fine with, but it's the people that are like, why the fuck aren't you like, you should stop training and stop lifting and focus on weight loss. That's when I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, why are you the fucking goddamn authority <laughs> yes. of like fitness and like my body? Exactly. Like, you know, I didn't invite you to give me your thoughts about my body and my decisions. Decisions. Yeah, I'm like, you're, you know, it's just the, you know, the good old phrase, like, you're not funding me, feeding me, or fucking me, so, like, why do you care? Ouch. You know, like, I like that. why do you care? Yeah. <laughs> you have no say-so in this. Yeah, You know, yeah. and even then, if you're if you're with someone that's like that, that's, like, always, like, yeah, shunning, 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 again, like, I, I think it's a problem. I always think that, like, people who always have the knee-jerk reaction to point out what's wrong with somebody else is also having that conversation with themselves so if you're a hater out there and you're having the (laughs) conversation yeah 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 if you're a hater out there and you're looking at like either of us you're looking at this conversation you're like like and you're you're thinking of everything that you think is wrong from the moment you start to hear us talk Mm -hmm. then you're probably also doing that with yourself oh without a doubt you're probably having a conversation with yourself you're having a lot of self negative talk with yourself and you need to work on that Mm -hmm. and then come back and talk to us about absolutely about what we're doing (laughs) at that point so maybe hop off the podcast (laughs) right now and go read a self growth book or something you know do a little self reflecting hold the mirror up for once (laughs) you know yeah for sure (laughs) definitely so you know it sounds like based on your story though that you haven't always felt that way you know I know that you know could we talk a little bit about like your relationship Mm -hmm. like like early on like prior to like all the strength training and stuff like that so you were in and it's okay I talk about this right absolutely so you were in an abusive relationship at one point and so you didn't have these fundamentals down about yourself this kind of strength at the time correct you know it's crazy because at the time I was I was like I'm so strong I'm this and that but like looking back I'm like girl no like I just honestly like let this person walk all over me uh, make me feel really bad and stuff about myself and just be really controlling because it was like I needed that validation from him Yeah. instead of knowing that like fuck off if you feel that way like I'm gonna go do my thing whatever um, 
but in in retrospect, I was I was really weak in a lot of different areas at that point. Yeah. To let that type of thing happen and to let it happen more than once, you know, because a lot of people, I think, like to say if they think, you know, or they hear somebody like, yeah, I was in an abusive relationship. It took me a while to get out of it. Things like that. Um, you know, people always have that knee jerk reaction of like, I would never fucking do that. Uh, I would call the cops. I would leave in a heartbeat. I would this, I would that. I always thought that I was like, if I ever dealt with something like this, no fucking way. And then I was in that, that position and looking back, I was like, damn, like I didn't do anything that I thought I would do until the point where I finally had enough and fought back. But other than that, you know, it was, I was a lot weaker than what I thought I was because I was just so surface still. And I didn't like dig deeper to really like build fundamentals and uh, let those grow and flourish. Yeah, yeah. That you... was a big, big realization that I had to have. How long did it take you to figure that out in that relationship? I mean, um, can you give like, you know, any yeah, kind of so detail? We, we started dating. I was also very young still. So we started dating yeah. when I was 18 um, and we were together for, I think it was like six months or something. So it's not like I stayed in it an extremely long time. Um, oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it hit a point where, you know, I just, he hit the last button where I was like, oh no. There's no fucking where he kind of hit that trigger that made that that strength kind of pop out. Um, was it physical? Like it was it was everything. It yeah. was mentally. It was um, emotionally, physically, sexually. It, it was the full spectrum. It was just like he was great. And then within a blink of an eye, everything changed. And I just I got so swept into it that I I lost sight of the strong person that I was already growing into and becoming, um, that it just, I just, it just got swept away. And then I think it was when, so for me, the, the, the point where I was like, enough is enough. I'm not fucking doing this was he cheated, got another girl pregnant. When I stopped to try and talk to him about it, he was just lackadaisical reading a book, like could really give two shits what I had to say or be concerned about. And um, I grabbed the book and like threw it across the room. I was like, you need to fucking talk to me about this right now. Like this is life altering. You need to talk to me. And um, instead it became this huge fight where he was like, it doesn't fucking matter what I choose to do. Like no matter what, he was like straight to the point, like no matter what, your pussy's always mine. So I'll fucking do what I want. Oh. And it just like, I was like, all right, that's how you feel like I'm out. So I started to grab my stuff. He instead like pulled me back, threw me on the bed, started trying to like rip off my clothes. When I was 14, I was raped. So I started having like basically like PTSD, you know, it was very triggering mm -hmm. um, so, and I fought. I fought like I'd never fought him before. And um, he, you know, I was trying to just keep my clothes on. Mm -hmm. He was still trying to rip stuff off. Finally, he just like shoved me off the bed. And the thing where I've like hit my last, like all I could take anymore was he pushed me off the bed, looked down. I'll never forget this. He looked down at me and was just like, what? Did that remind you of something? And I blacked out. Next thing I know, like I'm sitting again on the bed facing a completely different direction and he punched me in the jaw. Cause I guess that was like for him, that was the only way he could stop me. And then I look at him though and I got punched in the jaw, but his whole face is like fucked up. And I, d I didn't even know that I was fighting him like that or punching him or anything like that. And it was that moment where I was like, enough is enough. Like I'm not fucking doing this. This guy is the worst thing in the world for me. Um, 
And just like, I remember I called my mom. I was like, mom, I'm out, like, come get me. I'll, and that's when I lived in my car for a while, you know, couch mm -hmm. surfed and everything. And then that's also like, boom, right into all the, the cancer stuff that I dealt with too. Yeah. So it's just like, it was this crazy whirlwind of just like, this isn't for you and you're stronger than this, you know? And if you have somebody that's going to disrespect you on that level, fuck no. Cause it was like, he took something that was so painful and so hurtful that I experienced and that I really at the time trusted very few people with knowing. And the fact that he tried to take that and like use it against me, um, that's what that was like. I was like, fuck no. Cause I hate when people do that. Like I hate when people try to use something you've been through that was hard or whatever to like somehow turn it against you or use it as their weapon. Like if I'm trusting you with it, don't try and use it to hurt me. You know, and mm -hmm. that was, mm -hmm. I was just like, I was fucking done. That's mm -hmm. when that kind of strength popped back out. That was like, no, don't stand for this. Yeah, you remembered who you were at that point. Yes, yeah, because absolutely. For a lot of people who've been abused, from what I understand, those kinds of techniques are reminding the person of their less value or devaluing uh, them. Absolutely. It's part of what ropes a person in. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, so things can get really ugly. And oh, yeah. So it's really awesome that you were at the very least able to do that in six months. You know, there are yeah. people who get stuck I can't, in, you know, I can't even imagine being stuck in that for like a year or years, you know, or people that are just in it for their life. Like, I can't even imagine. Cause it did, it just, it just, it does, it devalues you. But then too, the really, the next relationship I had after that, I think I, um, I, there was still a lot of growth to happen and stuff because there was still a lot of things that I stayed through for that as far as like cheating and infidelity and talking to other people and stuff that like, still I should have been like, fuck no, <laughs> like this isn't okay. You're not going to treat me like this. And it was still a relationship where I completely lost myself and that's when I gained all the weight too and hit like 385 at one point because I was so depressed and I lost all of my value and I felt like I just wasn't ever good enough and that feeling that's where I like actually drew truly truly lost it all so it was just like the life was just drained out of me completely and I just had that moment of like something's got to give yes um and so that's when I really started doing a lot of self-reflecting, a lot of journaling. That's also kind of in the same mix where I was hitting the, the good stride of my sociology degree and exploring new things, yeah. learning new things. Um, so it was just this huge time in my life of growth and reflection and really digging deep and asking the questions that nobody wants to ask. You know, nobody wants to ask like, genuinely like why did I let this person run all over me genuinely why did I stand for something that nobody should ever be okay with standing yeah. for you know nobody wants to look at themselves and be like well because you just fucking gave up you know or because you weren't strong enough nobody wants to look at themselves and be like you're not strong enough that's the last thing we want to tell ourselves let alone have that kind of held to you in a mirror where it's like you can't look away from it and you got to be like all right well I see this about myself now how do I build it up? Um, and that was a big change for me. And then that's also when strength training started becoming a bigger thing. And it really helped because I knew at that time in my life, I needed help with the weight part. I knew part of it was related to the weight yeah. and the stress and all of that. And I knew, you know, exercising is good for stress. It's good for depression. It's good on all these different avenues that I'm experiencing right now. So what kind of exercise can I go do? You know, I couldn't just get out and go run. Um, I couldn't hop into sports because of injuries. 
my option was, you know, strength training, and I hated the thought of it. I was scared of it in a sense. <clears throat> but I also knew at the time I needed to do something that I had never done before. And I needed to do something completely outside of my box and comfort zone to really kick a big change into gear. And so I just, I gave it everything I had. And there was times where I would be in the gym and lifting weights and I'd be crying because I felt so uncomfortable or I felt so out of my element. Um, and like I said, like I've always been an athlete, I've always been active, but here I was all of a sudden at 385 pounds, like barely able to move, huffing and puffing, just feeling miserable, like having to like open legs wider or something to just to get my belly to like be in a position where I could actually do an exercise. I mean, that was just, it was hard. And I just had to really, 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 really dig incredibly deep to find the strength to push through that feeling and that uncomfortableness. And that's when I really started to find that inner strength. Mm -hmm to mm -hmm. push myself at all costs. It didn't matter that I was uncomfortable. It didn't matter that I just wanted to go in a corner and hide, you know, but I literally, I mean, there would be times where I, I shit you not, I would be doing some kind of exercise bent over and I'd be crying at the same time. Um, but I knew at the end of the day, like it was down to doing this and fucking sucking it up and pushing through it or literally kind of losing my life. And just being, you know, living but without living. And to me, that's like the worst imaginable thing possible is to be like just going through life, not actually living. And so that was a really big driving force for me, too. So tell us what that means to you so that the people because I, I get the feeling I understand what you're saying. But yeah. I want our viewers to understand specifically what you mean by living without living. Um, to me, it's where you're just you're going through the daily motions. You're. You know, you're going to your job, you're doing stuff, you know, but you're not actually, you're not happy, you're not making memories, you're not going out and trying new things, um, you're not doing stuff that just makes you excited and stuff that fills you, fills you with passion is the biggest thing to me, you know, so you're just kind of, you're just there. Like you're just kind of coasting along. Yeah. You're not learning anything new. You're not growing in any type of way. The second any of that stops, like you're not living. You're just there. You're just existing. You know, and that to me is like the worst imaginable thing possible. You know, I mean, why, why be here if you're not loving it, you know, and not to say that life isn't hard, life's hard at times and yes, everything, yes, but if is. you're not still at the end of the day, thankful for something that's going on in your life or loving something that you're experiencing or making good memories, like what's the point, you know, like you mm -hmm. got to find something in this life, especially because there is hard stuff that keeps you going and keeps you moving forward. If your momentum has stopped, you're lost, you know? Yeah. And it sounds like you've always been the kind of person who's willing to like take a step, even if it takes you some time to be like, Hey, like what's yeah. going on with me? Why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling and where am I mm -hmm. going and what's going to make me happy? Yeah. And so few people stop when they are in the gym and they are crying and they are having that moment of feeling beat down or feeling mm -hmm. like, Oh, like why isn't this <clears throat> easy? Like, yeah. This is so fucking hard, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I, I see it with people who I train, uh, yeah. you know, I've seen it with friends. I've seen it with people here. Mm -hmm. I've had my own moments where I I feel like why is it so easy for that other person so hard yeah for and me? i just this is the struggle of a lifetime right now yeah mm -hmm. yeah and ultimately it sounds like you had to realize that or maybe you realized that like it's about you and yourself right i i did like that was a big focus. i had to realize it's about myself it's about my own journey fuck anybody else i don't care if people are looking at me you know but also um it really came down to like feeling like i had to fight for my life 
And I've always been a fighter. I've always been a survivor. I've always been the person that no matter what, I'm going to find a way to get through this. <laughs> and that too was like, all right, like I'm going to find a way to get through this, past this and come out better, period. Because that's always been my goal and stuff too, is if I go through something or it's something hard, it's something that I got to learn from, grow from, I'm going to come out of it better. Yes. Because I'm here for a reason. I'm going through it for a reason. Um and that's, you know, a big driving force too. We have this saying here, it's, uh, I look forward to my failures so I can learn how to improve. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's like looking back and being like, being like, man, this fucking sucks. Like this experience does, I'm having yeah. is terrible, but that is the thing that's going to take you to mm-hmm. getting better. And so many people stop right there yep. and then end up living that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. How, they just dwell in it. They just let it sink yeah. just them down period. And so like, were there any things that kind of triggered you into gaining all that weight? I know that you had been dealing with cancer like, yeah. you know, did any of that trickle into that? Was that part of the reason? Was it negativity in your relationships? Was um, it, what was going the, on? The cancer stuff definitely, it started it yeah. because I was around like 190. Um, and then you, you were know, 190 I, at the time when you started. Can you, can you tell us what kind of cancer you had and what you so were So I had a uh, cervical okay. and it was like very early stages of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was 19 and it was going on when all like getting away from the abusive relationship, living out of my car, all this stuff. And then boom, that hit. And, you know, I'm beyond lucky, beyond blessed to have caught it as early as I did, because then it was easier to do something about it. Um, but you know, I got hit with all these options of, we might have to shave down the cervix. We might have to freeze stuff. We're going to do biopsies. Um, because, my doctor said because I was coming up on childbearing years, she didn't want to do the more invasive ones. She wanted to try less invasive first so that I still had a better chance of having kids if I wanted to do that. Um, and so we did biopsies, but I did it. I mean, literally like every three months I was going in for biopsies. And so it was like incredibly hard, incredibly stressful. My body does not react well to stress. Um, what, you know, I'm unfortunately one of those people that when I get really stressed, I just blow up because my yes. body just holds on to everything. Cortisol. I can, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's brutal. It's a vicious, vicious drug, yes. you know? Um, and so for me, like that kind of started it and I was still kind of hanging around like 190, 200 because I did, you know, like I said, I wrestled. So I was wrestling at 175. So I was still kind of there slightly maintaining, um, but with that, like I started to just kind of slowly creep up, didn't really catch it cause it wasn't a drastic change or anything. Um, and then when I got into the relationship that I started, that was like an eight year relationship that, um, the, the toxic one, that was the one where I really started to like pack on. Mm. And then there was a point where, um, he, uh, he had got really sick for something and then all these truths came out about all this stuff he had done and everything. Cause one of the things the doctor said was he was having on top of being sick, was having anxiety attacks because of whatever he was holding on to all the time. So he's like, my suggestion, if there's stuff you're hiding and stuff you're trying to keep secret, now's the time. Like you need to get it out. And so I told him, I was like, look, like you're sick. So I'm not going to go off on you, you know, as hard as I would another time if you were to just tell me. So if there's stuff you're hiding, Now's the time. And it was just like, I wasn't ready for everything that he laid on me that day. And, um, so it was like the stress of that. And then it made that, that slight small feeling of not feeling like I was enough where like maybe once in a while I would question it where it just felt like a constant, 
now all of a sudden like I just I didn't feel good enough yeah. I didn't feel like I was enough to keep the attention or to keep the focus or anything like that um so it was that feeling and then the stress and then that feeling just it just pushed me right into depression and um that is when I was just like in a few months I mean I literally in I would say it was probably like six months. I went from around like 250 to 60 up to that 385. It was insanely fast. It was crazy. And that's why I think too, I didn't really realize it was happening. And then all of a sudden, cause I was focused on this and focused on that. And I still had school going on at the same time too. So like still stressed about college, you yeah. know, and those normal things I was still working. Um, so it was like, it happened so fast. And I had all this other stuff going on that I didn't realize yeah. it until all of a sudden, you know, I'm trying to put on my shoe one day and I'm out of breath and I'm having to like roll back to put my shoe on and stuff. And then I like, I got slapped in the face with the biggest mirror because I had a closet that was just all mirror and I'm sitting there on my bed and then I look up and for some reason that day, I think it was just me being out of breath and being like, why do I feel like this? And all of a sudden I look up and just see a completely unrecognizable person sitting there. Mm. My face wasn't the same. You know, my skin wasn't the same. Um, I, I looked lifeless. I looked like I just had been drained completely. Um, and that's when I had that huge realization where it was just like, something's got to give, you got to change. But it was all of that leading up of just dealing with all of that at once. And then, so you were, were you avoiding looking at yourself in the mirror at the time? Honestly? Yeah. yeah. Like I, Avoidance. like I, I, I would, and I wouldn't like, I would glance or something. Yeah. Obviously if I had to fix my hair or something like that, or, you know, I definitely look like, cause I've tried so hard to find like a full body picture it's all from like here up, yeah. you know, and at an angle and whatever else. And, um, I think I was able to find like one picture that somebody else took, <laughs> you know, it was, and it was definitely, I was like, wow, like I really, what I was hiding all the time. I didn't even know at the time that I was hiding, but I was always hiding. Like I would kind of make it look like I was doing stuff or make it look like I was happy, but it, I wasn't at mm, all. Yeah. And, um, you know, so even like pushing past that, it was, I had to really realize what, you know, what kind of implemented those feelings and why did I get to that point? And, you know, how did I, it's like, cause that was the big question. Like, how did I let this happen? How did I get to this point? Um, and that was question of the day for a while, you know, that I had to, I had to keep kind of reminding myself of, and, uh, it's been a process. It's been a, over the years, the last couple of years, it's still been a process. And so like the depression that you were coping with, did that lead to an you know, I don't want to insinuate anything, but mm -hmm. we had a few people here who were talking a little bit about gastric bypass. They'd had okay. gastric bypass yeah. and stuff like that. So we were talking about how like, that's all related to like sometimes eating disorders. Typically, yeah. were you struggling at all with overeating at the time? Um, you know, or, you know, did, did that change? Did your diet change at the time? Or would you say that was more hormonal? Um, I definitely think a big thing of it was hormonal, but at the same time I was, at times either comfort eating or like bored eating. And I think the bored eating more so because like I said, I was hiding. I was just, I was finding every reason to have to still be in the house. Yeah. So, and then I would, but I was bored out of my mind cause I'm such an active person and I'm very much a social person and I like to be out and I like to do things and meet people and experience things. So all of a sudden to switch that and be like, no, just stay in the house, yeah. like read this, read that, do that. 
I would just like, I would be like, oh, there's a bag of chips. Let me munch because I'm bored. So I definitely did a lot of bored eating during the time. Mm -hmm. And then there was times where, you know, I'd be sad and whatever. And there's some food and get it off my mind. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, so that did happen. I don't think it wasn't like a huge extreme part of it. And I do think it was more home hormonal than anything, um, especially just because of the speed that it happened. I think that was even bigger. But it was kind of, it was definitely a combination. So at what point did you figure out what was going on with you health-wise? Like, because you're cleared now, mm -hmm. right? From cancer. Yeah. At what point did that end? That, was that before well, the, the weight loss? I mean, the weight gain or after the, the It was gain? a little bit before. So with that one, I would say by my, what was it? It was right before my 21st birthday. That's when the last checkup I went in and the doctor was like, you're good now. Everything's clear. Everything's looking good. So now you're back to, well, now they switched it from being checked once a year to being checked twice a year or once a year to every two years for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, and that was huge, but then it came back when I was, let's see, it was 2016. So I was 20, I don't know. <laughs> I was 26. Mm -hmm. So 26, I went in for, you know, that, that two year checkup and, um, they were like, we got some abnormal cells. And I just remember sitting there like, Fuck, great, it's back. Um, but s same thing, luckily, they went in, did a couple biopsies, and then went back in. They were like, you're good. So it's just a good. thing. Like, I do have to be kind of constantly aware of it. Mm -hmm. um, but all of that did really clear, I would say, by the time I was like 21 is when they were like, you're good. You're okay now. So what has having to go through that taught you um because I, I find that people who've either had a major accident mm -hmm. um or have you know struggled with some kind of like health related illness that's you know potentially yeah. life-threatening have big lessons that they learn about themselves and they end up living their life in a slightly different way yeah and they absolutely. might not have lived i think that's where honestly like i said i've always been a fighter but that's where like i really learned to not give up on myself no matter what no matter what I was struggling through, no matter how hard it was. Cause I mean, literally I had just got out of the abusive relationship. I was living out of my car. I had just lost my job and then boom, cancer. Literally all of this was happening at the same time. And it just, I remember sitting there and like just bawling my eyes out. And I remember even too, I was just like reflecting. And I think I was journaling about it cause I wanted to write everything down and get it out. And I just remember like looking up at one point and being like, what the fuck, God? <laughs> like, real talk right now. Let's have a moment. Why are you do Why are you doing this to me? Like, what the hell am I supposed to be getting from this? Because my whole life, I've I've gone through so many things, and I've had family members my whole life that are like, it's God, you know, He's making you stronger. He's making you stronger. He's making you stronger. And I'm like, okay, fuck. At what point am I going to be strong enough? And for what? Like, what the fuck do I need to be this strong for? And so I had that moment, you know, during that time of just like, what the hell is this for? Like, why me? Like, I'm, am I not strong enough yet? And um, like, I wasn't, <laughs> you know, I still, I still had so much to learn and so much to open up to. And, um, it definitely, it taught me how to not only like continue getting stronger, but also like 
accepting it more accepting that like going through the hardships and going through tough days and going through tough moments or periods isn't it's not the end of the world yeah you know it's something that learn try and find reasons you're learning take it day by day um and just and just keep plugging forward you know that eventually it does get better yes eventually if you're doing what you have to do and you're kind of in the moment accepting what's happening and then just so that you can realize it because that's what a lot of people do is they try to close off and be like i don't fucking want this so i don't want to deal with it um it was really learning just how to deal with it Mm -hmm. how to be like okay this is happening it fucking sucks but how can I, you know, what's, what can I do to now get through this? What's or the takeaway? Exactly. Yeah, what can and what, you? and then taking a reflection and being like, what can I learn now? Mm-hmm. You know, um, that was huge for me. Yeah. The Stoics have a word for it. It's uh, amor fate. It means mm-hmm. the love of fate. So yes. it's like, you know, the things that I can control, I can, the things that I can't are not my fault and I might as well just flow with them and just yes. feel it out and just experience it mm-hmm. and get what I can out Absolutely. of it. And it sounds like that's been your whole theme of your life. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. And so like those times you said you were praying and you were mm-hmm. trying to figure things out. Is that, did that help you get through those times? It definitely did. Yeah. Um, because I think even in a lot of sense, no matter what your religion is or no religion, yeah. that type of time for prayer and everything yes. is also a time for reflection. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. a lot of what praying gives us is reflection and that time to really have a moment to kind of step out of it and look at it as, you know, a big picture yes. instead of just like, fuck, why me? You know? Yep. Yep. I think, you know, I, I'm not a person of faith, but mm-hmm. having been one, I recognize that those moments of like prayer can be really useful yes. to you because it gives you, like you said, a few moments to like really like think and like yeah. talk with yourself or talk with mm-hmm. what you believe in and Absolutely. seek something that's going to motivate you and yeah. clarify things. You Without know? a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like so many people don't, they just yes. wallow. They're just like, Oh my God, this is the worst. I'm going to cry myself to sleep not like okay i'm gonna cry but i'm gonna like i'm gonna cry as i'm trying to figure this out and you know whatever the the way you do it but it's just a lot of people definitely don't because it is it's that point of like i don't want to feel this way anymore so like let me find a way to not feel this instead of like let me take a moment let me feel the let me feel the suck (laughs) yes and and deal with it you know and um honestly too a big thing for me too is kind of learning more about mindfulness and really just taking a moment to take it all in. Cause sometimes, even if it sucks, like you're in there for a reason, you're in that moment for a reason. So take it in, figure out why, and you know, learn from it. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. Of course you can learn from anything. Uh, Absolutely. The, the things which hurt instruct it's uh, Benjamin Franklin. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything has like its reason if you can find it Yes. and you have to find it. You Otherwise do. life owns you and Absolutely. you're just this buoy out in the ocean. <laughs> like, you know, and that's, yeah, that's, that's a really that's... ugly place mm-hmm. to be. Oh yeah. It's rough. Know? Rough seas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's as long as you're like willing to like learn from that. Yeah. And so like, you know, with you going to the gym and with you training at what point did you turn into this? Because, <laughs> because like you're telling me, okay like i you know you were you were about 100 200 how many how many pounds heavier were you at the time um god the, what was your highest 385 right now i'm sitting at 290 yeah and so that's i mean that's with like dropping fat and then gaining a ton of muscle yeah i've gained yeah, so much muscle it's crazy so yeah the loss though is around like 115 pounds of fat jesus that fat, is... and that's fat <laughs> yeah like so um, let's see. I would say it's the second I, I would say in 2015, um, 
I finally hit like a PR on squats, which wasn't insane. It was like 225. Yeah. So for me now, looking back, I'm like, girl, that was like, you're so excited. <laughs> but that's why I remind people too all the time, like we all start somewhere. Cause I started squatting Thank 90 you. pounds. You know, I didn't, I wasn't always like the beast that's just like, yeah, let me go Hulk out 400 pounds. I wasn't that. Um, I started with like 90 pounds too. And even that was like, this is terrifying because I have a bad knee. And, you know, my doctor was like, you shouldn't be doing this. Uh, like, yeah, you know, please. it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, it was when I hit that PR and I started to really feel stronger physically that I was like, oh, fuck, this feels amazing. And then when I felt that. I started to notice small changes and can you know how they say like it takes like 12 weeks for you to notice yeah. your body, you know, transforming and changing. And all of a sudden I remember it was like I was doing one exercise and then I was watching um, a video that someone had took of it and I was like, that's me. Like, holy shit, that's my muscle. Like, that's muscles coming through right now. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, fuck, like, let's get it, you know? And I got really excited about that because it was like I finally saw it, not only saw the change, but felt it. And to me, the feeling has always been the biggest part, the feeling strong, the feeling more energetic, the feeling, you know, like I could fucking do anything and just feeling badass. Yes. That's what really hit that trigger to like, <laughs> yo, let's run with this. And that just, it's took off. I, I think that's such a much healthier base to have yeah. for your approach to your fitness because, mm -hmm. you know, so many people approach it like I'm, you know, I'm doing this simply for the sake of like losing weight or like yeah. I want to have this really cool photo. And mm -hmm. it's not that there's anything wrong with that, yeah. but you need to find, in my opinion, a, a bigger reason yes. for why you're doing what you're doing. Absolutely. And weightlifting is a transformative sport. Oh God. That yeah. changes the way that you feel about yourself, mm -hmm. the way that you feel and interact with other people and the way that you think it changes your psychology oh absolutely and so it sounds like once you'd gotten to that point where you felt like I feel strong now you were able to see it visually and that's whenever you picked up and changed mm -hmm. your life yeah because that's when yeah. I was like well, you knew you were on to something kind yes, of because you were ready I, to receive that message mm -hmm. at that point absolutely right? and I, w I was I was yeah. in a better place where it's like all right well like what's the next step now? Like, how can I do even more? How can I do something even cooler? Yeah. You know? And then, then it was like, I mean, honestly too, I fed, I definitely am a type of person that feeds off of the reactions of others in the sense when they're like, Oh shit, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. I'm like, damn right. It was, <laughs> let me show you what else I can do. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's like that little extra push too. I mean, that helped, especially at that moment where I was like, oh, I feel like I'm not going to do anything great ever again. And then all of a sudden it was like, here I was doing something great that I didn't think was going to happen again, especially once I lost sports. It was, it was like that athletic drive all the time. Then, you know, like when you're the one of those people that's like, I'm an athlete, I've always been an athlete. When you lose that drive of like people being like, holy shit, that was amazing. You know, and then all of a sudden you have it back again. Oh man, full, full fledged. I was like, let's get it. So we were talking a little bit about athletic drive. Mm -hmm. Would you say you're a competitive person? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, awesome. like there's okay. no tomorrow. Cool. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so who are you competing with? Is it that you're competing against them or is it competing <clears throat> against yourself? Um, I think it, it kind of varies. Okay. So I think when it comes to training and it comes to getting myself better is definitely, I want to be better than what I was yesterday. Yeah. I want to be the best me every day. Um, so in that sense, it's myself. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to competition, I want to fucking take everybody's record, take everybody's place. I want to be the best, period. And so that's the sense where 
I definitely do look at people and I don't base my success off of their failure, but it's just that like, I want you to be the best you you are so that when I fucking beat you, it's that much better. Mm -hmm. Like that's my competitive drive that in the sense that I look at, because if they're not bringing their A game, then I'm not having to work as hard for it. And that's not fun. Yeah. Like that's not to me, there's no glory in that. Like if I didn't have to fight tooth and nail for it and give it everything I have, there's no glory in it. Um, so I like having the competitive nature of somebody pushing me harder in competition and in training though, like it's all me like girl, get in there, get it. You hit this PR. Well, in a few weeks you better hit another one, you know? So in that sense, it depends. Yeah. Do you, tra okay. Cause like we, you know, I follow you on Instagram mm -hmm. and so I'm just trying to figure out like, what does your workout regimen look like? Do you work out alone? I see that you have people sometimes helping you over yeah. heavy metal. Like, um, or do you like, work out with like a group? What's the situation there? I work out on my own typically. Yeah. Um, I do, you know, sometimes either have like people at the gym that are there where like, if I need a spot, anyone's always there at our gym. Like if you need help, if you need a spot, you can grab anybody on the floor and be like, Hey, can you spot me? Um, that's never an issue, especially getting in those bigger numbers, but it is always like, it's me headphones in zoned out, you know, whatever else. Um, and especially cause my training isn't going to fit anybody else. Yeah. You know, your, your training has got to be often, especially well for this sport, it has to be individualized. It's got to be your weak points and what we're working on and all that. So in that sense, when people are like, I want to, you know, I want to come do something we, like we can get a workout in, we'll do a workout, but you don't need to do the same thing that I'm doing right now. Yeah. And, and it feels, it can feel a little distracting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely like to just get in there, do my thing. Um, I like working out with other people in the sense of like just doing movement and having fun with it and things yeah. like that. That's when I'll be like, yeah, let's go do something. Um, or like if I do extra stuff. Like with my girlfriend or something, we we're talking about, yeah. you know, like we'll go in the mornings twice a week and we'll do, you know, some kind of walking or some kind of like other movement outside of my training and outside of her training, you know, to where we can do something together where our bodies are still moving, still doing something active. Yeah. Um, in that sense, that's when I like, I'm like, hell yeah, like, let's go do something together. But otherwise, when it comes to my strongman training for competition, it's all me. Mm -hmm. And then if I need help on a spot. Then I get people to help. So prior to going into strongman, mm -hmm. what were you doing? So you're at the gym and you were focusing on powerlifting. Is that what was going on? Um, you know, I was really just kind of trying to figure it out. Like I did powerlifting stuff because yeah. I thought that was the, was the direction that I would go. Cause I still really didn't know a ton about strongman or anything. Yeah. Um, so I thought powerlifting would be the way I would go. But then when it came down to it, I never jumped at the opportunity to full go through a full blown training cycle for it or just jump into a competition because it wasn't competitive enough. Um, powerlifting I think is great. I have so much respect for powerlifters. Um, but just for me personally, it wasn't enough because I'm used to being in soccer and wrestling where there's all this endurance included as well, you know? So it's just like sitting down and then doing your lift and then going to sit back yeah, down one time. It just, yeah. it just wasn't enough. You know, it was cool. It was like, fuck yeah. You just squatted 500 pounds or you just did that. Like, that's amazing. But, um, it just wasn't competitively enough for me. So that's why I didn't really push forward with it, but I knew I wanted to get stronger. I wanted my body to be like the best, the best version it could be for having strength. And I wanted it to still be functional. So with that being said, the second that somebody approached me about strongman and I looked more into it, I was like, this is literally like the truest form 
of functional strength. And that was everything. Picking shit up. (laughs) Picking shit up up and running with it as fast as you can, you know, like, or wobbling with it. We're not really like full blown running, (laughs) you know, and, um, and I got invited to a strongman gym and I tried it and like, it was just eye opening, life changing. It was, it was that, that moment where I was like, this is what I've been missing. Can you tell our viewers what strongman is? Because I have a, my population is different than yours. Yeah. So, so like a lot of them maybe don't really know. Yeah. So could you share? So strongman, I mean, literally it's just, it's functional strength. It's, yeah. um, literally being able to lift the heaviest thing for the fastest time yeah. or the most amount of times. Um, but it is just, it's just true functional badass strength mm-hmm. not just like well yeah like where crossfit is how fat you know how many times can you do this and how fast and they still have weight and it's still hard and they're pushing themselves to like you know like total fatigue we're doing all that too but with insane like heavier yeah. amounts of weight it's like, incredibly anaerobic oh yeah. god yeah. yeah it's insanely anaerobic <laughs> it's crazy our endurance has to be so on point and our conditioning has to be so on point and we still have to find a way to not only be conditioned and all of that, but still keep the strength too. And that's where it's this crazy, it makes no sense to be able to be that big, that fast, that conditioned, that strong. Like, it's like everything that people tell you, you can't do, you know, yeah. it's everything that doctors say you can't do that. Fitness experts say like, you can't be 400 pounds lean, strong as fuck. And you know, and have endurance. Mm-hmm. People think like you can't have this combination. It's impossible. But yet here's all the strong men and strong women that are doing it somehow. So, um, but that's, you know, essentially what it is. It's picking heavy things up and moving with it. Yeah. And you, you <laughs> have to be in good health cardiovascularly to do all of that stuff. I oh, mean, yeah. If you look at people like Hawthorne Bjornsson, oh, all of God, these yeah. people do so much work with their mm-hmm. dieting and with, with trying to stay on track. I mean, they're in good shape, yeah. you know? And I mean, granted there's ones that aren't, are, yeah. a, lot, are a lot fluffier, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they yep, definitely yep. look more like teddy bears. And then there's ones that are like so ripped that they look like bodybuilders. Yeah. So there is the full spectrum still. Um, but it's just, it's really amazing because it's kind of like you're always pushing yourself to the, to the limit and you're always seeing how far you can go and how much more you can push and how much more you can lift and how much further you can run with it and how much time you can add or how much time you can subtract and make it faster. Um, that being said, I have mm -hmm. to interrupt so people know what would be like an event that you would compete in. Um, you know, you're talking about time and like lifting and stuff like that. So, um, like one that I just did this past competition was the stone over bar. Mm -hmm. So you're literally taking an Atlas stone, um, which is just a cement stone and, getting it up off the ground over the bar as many times as you can in 60 seconds now we're talking for my competition for my weight class it was a 200 pound stone so you're literally pulling 200 pounds of dead weight yeah that's in an odd shape <laughs> you look like okay form flies out the window like yeah. our form is like you people who are really like form nazis yeah probably cringe at anything strongman <laughs> but i mean at that point you just you gotta do whatever you gotta but that's the thing too is your your body has to be in such peak conditioning that it can handle all these weird you know movements and your muscles aren't gonna be like what the hell did you just do to me they're like oh yeah we got this you know um but it is it's just you, you're literally picking up the stone getting it over the bar 
as many times as you can mm -hmm. in 60 seconds. Or, um, you know, another one, there's always something with a stone or a keg. There's always some type of push event. There's always some type of pull event. Um, and then there's always some type of carrying event. So with the carry for that contest, it was a frame. So you just have a frame with weights. It was for me, it was 325 pounds, literally just from fit, you know, from zero to 50 feet, get it there as fast as you can and then run over to the next one and get that as far as you can. Yeah. Um, so there's always something like that. There's something to test everything. And then there's something with the poles where it's just dead, dead weight and you have to get that up. So we did like the axle bar deadlift and that's the one, like if you see the video on my page, I'm just grinding it out for like a minute and 10 seconds. It's the ugliest deadlift you'll probably ever watch, but I got it up. <laughs> that's all that counts. Um, but that with the axle bar, because it's so thick and there's no bend or snap yeah. to the bar, it's just, it's the truest test of strength because there's no whip on that bar. There's no, it's just dead weight. Stiff. Yeah. Oh, they're brutal. I hate the axle. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I saw your video. <laughs> yeah. It's, man, after that, I was like, I'm going to, that's it. We're good. Next event. I'm going to save my back now, <laughs> you know? Um, and it's, it moves, it's so intense watching a strongman competition. We, mm -hmm. certain staff members, Heron and I went to yeah. one and it's just like, it's so fast paced and that, that would make sense why you would like it. Oh yeah. It's so intense and everybody's typically going at the same time kind yeah. of thing. You're, you're always yeah. like, usually there's, you're going against somebody or like you're watching yeah. the person that you have to beat and you're like, they hit six. Cool. I'm hitting seven at least, you know? So there is, there's always something happening there. The turnover is pretty quick for, you know, event to event. And so you have to be ready for it. And it's crazy because a lot of times, you know, um, depending on, but it might be all the events are in one day. So you literally have to be, you know, ready to just kill it and then just be completely depleted. Cause I, I felt like I was like, hit by 10 trucks, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that like the Hulk came and just smashed me into the floor a couple times. That's how I felt the next day. Um, but I love it. I can't get enough of it now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so much fun to watch. I've it's, never, I've, it's a ton of fun. If you've never watched it, I highly suggest if anything, like pulling up some YouTube videos or something. Yeah. 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 It's it, just pull up the Arnold. Like pull oh, up God, the Arnold. Yeah. it's probably the easiest thing for people God, to find yeah. is like pull up the Arnold and, mm -hmm. and you'll see. That's where you're watching the best of the best too. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. Oh yeah. Um, so you competed in the Rodney Coleman Classic, mm -hmm. okay, and he won. I did, <laughs> this is yeah. your first powerlifting meet. It was, was this like two weekends ago. Yeah, so okay. it was April seventh. It was my first competition, um, and going into this, like telling my coach and and friends and everything too, like my biggest thing was I wanted to go in and and just take it by name, like I wanted people to just look around and be like, who the fuck is this? And where did she come from? Yeah. That was my biggest goal. I wanted to do that. I wanted to make sure I didn't devastate. Yeah. I wanted people to just be like, Holy shit, who is she? And, um, and I wanted first because first was nationals and I didn't want nationals on a second place or anything. I wanted first period. And so, you know, I told my coach, I was like, I don't care how bad it hurts. I don't care if I cry. I don't care if I'm like feeling like I'm dying whatever work I got to do to get me ready for this, let's get it. And, um, so that weekend is, you know, and I knew too, I had to, I knew I had put in the work and I knew I had done what I had to do. So now it was just time to give it everything I had. And, uh, that's, that's what I did, you know, and some events were not the greatest. Some events were real ugly, <laughs> 
but I didn't zero anything out and that was the biggest event wise. That was the biggest goal I had for each event was to just not zero anything out. Mm -hmm. Um, even if it was just one point, whatever, like get that point, move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Cause it, after all, it's still, it was my first competition. Um, what was your hardest event? Uh, or the, the one that you felt like fuck like when you're doing it like I am not you know this. looking at the video People <laughs> would probably think it's the deadlift, but it was the fucking Magnus carry. So the frame carry was easy and then the Magnuson I literally I had never touched it until that day Because um, it's not something that's common in competition. What, what is it? So it's basically it's like a cylinder Yeah, and then there's two arms that come out and you have to like cup it up to your chest and fucking walk with it yeah, yeah it's the most awkward thing to hold um and like i said i had never touched one until that morning yeah i had no training with it whatsoever so i was like well we're gonna warm up with a little bit i'm gonna feel it <laughs> and we're just gonna give it all we got yeah and ours was um filled with kettlebells so the weight was kind of distributed awkwardly and that fucking thing. Oh my God. That was just, it was like, I couldn't get it up high enough on my chest. Cause you have to lean back when you're holding it and carrying it. I could not get it up high enough to where I could lean back. So I was like hunched over it the whole time and trying to fucking waddle. And oh my God, that thing made me want to pass out. It's like, I got to a point and I was just like, I can't. And I still had, um, deadlifts and stones. So I was like, I, you know, it, it came to a point where it was like, I could keep trying to struggle through this and just be in more pain. Or I can save what little I have left of my back for deadlifts and stones, you know? And it just, it became a strategy thing of like, I've gotten it this far though. I know I'm still going to hit a point, call it, you know? Um, and it was just, it, cause it was just, it was just wearing on my back. Like there was no tomorrow. So yeah. well, and I would say like from other people I've talked to that do strong men, mm -hmm. that's a, probably a common feature for there to be some random ass thing that you need to carry that you yeah. weren't anticipating yeah. or that you've never worked with. Oh, they, they always, they it. always throw something yeah. in there. We're like, what the, like, how the yeah. hell am I going to do that? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and it is cause, <laughs> and that, but that's one of the things with strongman is it's, you know, how strong are you and how prepared are you to just fucking pick this crazy ass thing up and do something with it, you know, pull it, drag it, lift it, push it, you know, something. So, um, there is, there's always one, there's always one event where you're like, Hello. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Who came cool. up with this? Like, Let's figure out how to train yeah. for this one. Um, so yeah, there's always one. That's really cool. That's <laughs> but that kind of keeps cool. it exciting too. That's awesome. Because those are the ones that you're usually like, well, fuck, we don't know what's gonna happen with this. We're yeah. do do what we can. So where are you going next? Now that you you, you get to go to worlds, is that what you were saying? Nationals. Nationals. Yeah. So strongman nationals. It's um in Missouri in mm -hmm. October, the end mm -hmm. of October. But before that, I'm gonna do the Dallas Europa competition in June. So that's June 16th, 17th. So I'll be at that one. So that way I get one more under my belt. Um, that one, there's going to be some really good competitors Great. there. So I'm really excited facing off against I, anybody. We, we haven't seen the roster yet okay. fully, but I just know from like last year's Dallas and because it's a, it's an Arnold qualifier. Oh. Um, and I want to say there's probably pro card qualifiers too. So it's a, it's a big one. Um, so I know there's going to be some women there that are like, they're going to bring it. And that just makes it so much more exciting though, you know, cause not only is it a test and a challenge for me, but then I also get to learn from them at the same time, you know? And that's the cool thing is like, no matter what, at the end of the day, like we always still get to like learn from each other and teach each other. And there's still a, a sense of camaraderie between competitors, which is really cool. There's always those ones where you're like, mm. but you know, at the end of the day, like 
I think a lot of us share the same philosophy that we want you to bring the best. So that way, if you're winning, you're beating people at their best. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of us do have that same philosophy. You want that challenge. That's yes. why you're doing it to begin with. Exactly. Yeah, if like it was, if it was easy, you wouldn't grow. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and that's the whole point with strongman is to always keep getting better and keep doing more than you thought you could. So do you think you'll ever compete in other areas of strength training or do you think you're always going to do strongman? Um, is that like your, your I've thing? thought about doing like a crossover meet for yeah. powerlifting just to do it. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, Not honestly, like, like yeah. nah, I'm probably just going to stick with strongman and keep going with that. The only other thing that I would do that I want to do, but it's still strongman related is the Highland games. Mm-hmm. Because like mm-hmm. I said, I am Scottish and Norwegian and like, you know, the Highland games, it's not only is it something that I grew up watching and you know, it's, um, cultural and all that, but like, yeah. it's still badass. Like it is the original strongman competition. So I think that would be a ton of fun to compete in and, you know, give that good old Hamilton name, like, you know, yeah, fuck some yeah. Glory. yeah. That's badass. It's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. well, we so, wish you the best going into that competition. Definitely want to hear how you do there. I mean, oh, we'll absolutely. be following on you yeah. on the online and supporting you there. Appreciate it. So we're getting close to the end mm-hmm. of our interview. <laughs> um, you know, I just want to ask you something. What would you say to someone who's considering getting into strength training and is a little bit nervous about doing it? Somebody who's a beginner yeah. and wants to get into strongman or uh, you know, there's a woman sitting at home mm-hmm. who's new and wants to get into it. What would you say to her? Um, don't hesitate on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter the level that you're at, whether you've never lifted a weight or you've been lifting for years. Strongman is something that anybody can do. Anybody can start, uh, find a gym that does strongman because mm-hmm. it's going to be specific. You're going to have to have specific things, find a coach that can teach you, um, those are like the two biggest things. Do not just go into it blind. That's probably the worst thing you can do. There is a lot of stuff that you have to know, a lot of stuff that you have to be shown. Um, but don't feel like just because maybe you haven't lifted or you've never done that something that heavy maybe um, that you can't do it. We have people that have started at all levels and that are just killing it at our gym. That's awesome. So it's really just about finally getting up and walking in and doing it. And having some, having the support. Who is prob- who's your coach right now? My coach right now is um, Arnell Castile. Okay. Uh, his IG is um, Strength Athlete. You'll we'll, see it posted all over my thing on my page too. We'll post the link in this. Yeah, in this he's video. amazing. Um, I actually met him through my friend Elvira that competes. Mm-hmm. She came to the Dallas Europa last year and competed, and he was there, and I got to meet him, and him and I were talking about stuff the whole competition, and I knew. When it got when it got down to the point of like this is the competition I want to do, so now I need a coach. I knew he was the one I wanted to go to. So you work with him remotely, or does he live here? Um, he, no, we're uh, just through communication. He's in San Diego, but he does do online programming and cool. stuff. Um, and it's great because I can text him anytime, call him anytime, Facetime him anytime. There's constant communication between the two of us. Um, and, you know, he's just, he's a person I really trust. Like he knows what he's doing. He, you know, he doesn't try to do anything that's like crazy over the top. He works with what works and he works with you really well, um, to just get you to be the best. And he, he has that same competitive drive that I have. So it works really well in that sense too. Cause I have a coach that wants to go just as hard as I do. It's awesome. So, so it matches what you need Absolutely. and elevates it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's badass. Absolutely, yeah. So we'll, we'll post a link to his page okay. on 
the description section of this video. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you're thinking about it, um, if you've done it and you're just looking for a new coach, he's amazing. That's he's great. Badass. Yeah. And do you want to give a shout out to the gym that you train at? Hell yes. Yeah, go so, ahead. So um, Heavy Metal Fitness here in San Antonio, um, they're phenomenal. Everyone there is incredible. The gym has everything you could possibly need yep. for strongman, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, even just personal training. If you're um, recovering from something, we have people there that can help you. The coaches are phenomenal. They're, you know, some of the best of the best. We have, you know, coaches there that, you know, just finished competing at Arnold's and, you know, got second and everything. So we have people there that are just, I mean, elite. There's, there's no doubting it. And um, you have the support. It's like a family atmosphere there. Everybody, no matter what, is there to help each other. It's phenomenal. I can't say enough good about You'll it. You'll feel welcomed. Absolutely. As, as a gym owner, you know, I've, I've been places yeah. where I don't feel like com mm. comfortable or I don't feel welcome. When you walk in there, you will feel good. Instantly. Yeah, yeah. Instantly. So, so I, think it's, I think it's a badass spot. Yeah, like I remember I actually met um, Tim and Michelle last mm -hmm. year when I went to Dallas Europa. And I had I'd been told about the gym because I had put out a post when I moved to San Antonio like, hey, if anybody knows of Strongman Gym in the area, I'm looking for one. Can you help me out? People put a list um, and have metal was one of the ones on them so i was definitely like okay cool i gotta check this place out and when i went to dallas europa i actually i saw the heavy metal shirt and so i remember walking up to michelle and i was like hey like you know are you part of heavy metal she's like yeah i'm actually you know the owner and i was like nice to meet you you know and i mean instantly she was so welcoming oh, cool. she like pulled tim over made sure i met him too they were both just i mean they're both incredible i can't yeah. say enough good about them um but that alone, just their reaction there, and that, you know, they both took a minute to talk to me, even though, you know, they had Jackie competing. Um, they both still took a second to, like, stop, talk, ask me about stuff, welcome me. You know, she, like, handed me a gym bag and everything and stuff. was like, yeah, come check us out. You know, for the first workout's always free. So even if you want to drop in and, and test run it, yep. first workout there is always free. Um, and I knew immediately meeting them, I was like, that's the one priority that I'm going to to check out. Because it was that instant feeling of feeling very welcome, mm -hmm. feeling very comfortable with them. And I was like, if this is how they are, I know the rest of the gym has to be amazing. It trickles down. Yes, like the, the, exactly. The way, that, the way that the people that run a certain facility or the trainer that you're working Without with. Without a doubt. The way that they act mm -hmm. affects the way that everybody else does. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's nothing but good vibes there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's so great. what about your sponsors? Do you want to give any shout outs to any of them real quick? Um, so I don't have any full yeah. sponsors right now. Still working on those. Um, Hook this lady up. Mashed yeah, potatoes. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I am definitely working hard to get to the point where I earn one. Because yeah. um, I, I definitely want to earn it. I want to earn my right to have sponsors. Yeah. Um, but I do have um, an ambassador thing. Uh, one of the women at our gym actually is starting a brand called Koa Empire. Mm -hmm. Um, phenomenal woman. She's got a great message behind it. Koa means warrior. So it's just about, you know, women being a warrior and, you know, being empowered mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, it's going to be size inclusive. She's really taking a hands-on approach to having ambassadors not only test the product before she actually puts it out to sale, um, but really asking like our full feedback input, any tweaks or any anything that we can add to help make it better. She wants the full perspective from everybody. So um, that'll be popping out and growing. You guys will see me kind of popping things here and there from her as we kind of pick pieces together as a team 
to push forward. And then um, any of you who have been following me for a few years know that I'm like one of the original girl brand ambassadors. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know who girl is and you don't know who Courtney Olson is, you're missing out. <laughs> the, uh, she's incredible. She's created a phenomenal brand. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. that I just, man, her message and her power is just, it's powerful. And so there's girl clothing as well too. Um, it's you know, G R R G R R R L clothing. Yeah. Um, there's we'll post actually, links to everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt them too. size inclusive. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and they're all about, just women being badass and doing different things and being outside of the box and and doing what they want to do for them. So that's why when I remember when I got that email, I screamed. I was like, oh, my God, the fact that they even saw me as a person that can uphold what they've created and stuff was just out of this world. That's how I knew I was on the right path and doing well, you know, of um portraying what their message is yeah, fuck yeah. so that was a huge huge one for me cool. um and they make amazing amazing products so can't go wrong with them either awesome so we're gonna ask you a few quick questions all right just so far off it. the top of my head they're questions <laughs> that i ask people okay every now and then here on the podcast or just whatever kind of comes to mind okay all right so coffee or tea tea for okay. sure um, I'm from what Seattle. Like? <laughs> it should be coffee, but I love tea. Um, chai tea, like mm -hmm. there's no tomorrow. And Earl Grey tea. I like the I like the spicy teas. Yeah. Okay. If tomorrow was your last meal, or tonight, tonight you're okay. gonna have dinner. It's the last thing you're ever gonna eat. Okay. What is it? I'm fucking up a big pizza. Okay. All right. What, <laughs> I love, like, I don't care what, there's so many good things in the world. Yeah, like yeah, pizza, you, you know, I'm just, I'm that person. Like I, I was actually just telling Aisha the other night, I was like, I could literally, I have to have pizza at least like once a week. Like I'm that person. Yeah, fuck yeah. Pizza night. Done deal. Where do you get your pizza from? Or do you do it at home? Kind of everywhere. You okay, know, right. um, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those days of like, do I want a quick pizza? So I order Domino's or something okay. or like, do I want something good? Like from dough? Like we've fallen in love with uh, dough. Dough's now. good. Dough's yeah. really good. If you haven't been there. It's good. It's mm -hmm. worth it. It's very good. Yeah. I've been so, there. I yeah. Like it's it. yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> We're hooked now. Yeah. <laughs> That's badass. All right. Yeah. So it's pizza. What do you get on it? I like, I love meaty pizzas. Oh, me too. So yeah. I'm like, give me a meat lovers or like, I'll go with like the old school, like pepperoni, sausage, black olives is like a done deal for me. Can't beat it. No, so not good. at all. <laughs> Perfection. It's good. it's good. Any time of the day. Yeah. Ever, I'm like, like, and then you get everything. You get your carbs, you get protein, you get your vegetables. <laughs> like you get it all. You're sold. It's, it's all, all your macros. It's everything. <laughs> you it's, done deal. Yeah, it's easy. It, it, it's the same shape as the macro chart. Boom. <laughs> it's a circle. It's perfect. Like sold. it works. <laughs> all right. So let's see. What else do we got for you? Sumo or conventional deadlift? Conventional. Oh, damn. <laughs> yes. Okay. I've honest, I've pulled sumo like one time and I was like, nah, mm -hmm. conventional mm -hmm. all day mm -hmm. long. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so your back is strong. Yeah. You need a strong back. Like for yeah, what you're doing. That absolutely. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Conventional. Okay. All right. Sumo. Yeah. I think I've asked like, I've asked every single guest that mm -hmm. and, and all of the no, no, Joseph Pena. Joseph Pena said, he said, you know, Joseph Pena, mm -hmm. he was on our oh, podcast, yeah. thousand, thousand twenty five pound squatter. He said, Insane. yeah, he said sumo, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I think it's everybody really respects conventional. Like oh, I think yeah. deep down, we all think like it's conventional. Yeah. <laughs> like sumo's like great. You're like, well, fuck yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm that person that's like, yeah, but they pulled sumo. <laughs> person I'll, ouch, I'll admit it ouch, i'll admit ouch. it i'll be like oh, but it was sumo burn i i just i just think because and i it's not that i don't have respect for it yeah, you're still getting the weight off the floor yeah. like 
fucking by all means, you killed it. But yeah, I do have that little little extra level of respect for when people pull it, you know, conventional and you're like, is your back okay? <laughs> you know, like oh, yeah. for sure. Like conventional is just like it's just that extra level of badass. Yeah. I we'd yeah. agree there. Like yeah. yeah, I'm I'm definitely for me, I'm a sumo lifter. Yeah. But I have so much respect when I see that conventional. Mm-hmm. But even like pull. if I were to go and try and pull sumo right now, I'd be like this is the worst thing in the world I've ever done. Yeah, you know, it would hurt like hell, yeah. you know, cause I'm not used to it. So. Yeah. Your thighs and your quads are going to ache for days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you do they it, already hurt so. enough. I don't yeah. want to add more to it. Different technique. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's cool. Any shows that you're obsessed with right now? TV shows. Um, like Hulu, Netflix, Amazon. TV, I love Shit's Creek. What's that? So it's this show. Um, it's on Netflix. If you want to watch it, it's on Netflix. But um, it's a family of like rich people. It's um, Eugene Levy and his son Daniel Levy created mm-hmm. the. That's mm-hmm. the guy with like the bushy ass eyebrows from American Pie, the dad. Mm-hmm. So it's him and his son that created this show. And basically, they're a rich family that gets everything taken from them from the FBI and stuff because of IRS. And then they have to go live in this little podunk town that they bought as a joke called Shit's Creek. And they're living in this like grimy motel and all this stuff. And it's just, it's hilarious. Like I promise you, if you love like just good little funny comedy shows. It's a great one. You just, it's just laughs because they're so like, they're so bougie having to live with these like small town, like, you know, whatever people it's, it's good. I promise that one I'm obsessed with, especially when I want to just like chill, have some good laughs. All right. So Julia, thanks for being with us on the podcast today. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. We would Likewise. love to have you back for like a round two at some point. Absolutely. We want to see like where yeah. your progress is going and where you're going to be at. You that know? would be amazing. I would love that. Yeah. We yeah. definitely want that. So uh, where can people find you, Julia? So you can find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ladybeast underscore juju. If you type in ladybeast, I'll pop right up. Um, I do have a Facebook under either Julia Hamilton or I have the ladybeast page as well. You can do either one. Um, and those are the two big ones right now. I have Snapchat. Sometimes I post on there. I can't promise I will. I'm trying to get better at like posting on both. Um, but the Snapchat is just Lady Beast Juju altogether. Cool. Yeah. And this is Total Body Training. You can follow us at Instagram, Total Body Training. I should know this shit. It's my own podcast. Yeah, uh, or you can follow us on Facebook. Same thing, same name. It's two T's. So if you're looking for us, it's an upside down T and a T that's up. So regular T, I guess. And you can follow me at What's Eating JC on Instagram. Anyways, people, until next time, peace.